everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of Hanks for Listening. My name is Casey. I'm Rachel. This is episode 12, Turner and Hooch. Yeah! Personal favorite of mine. Oh, me too. On a list of favorites, this one stands out as one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. What's not to love? Well, here's, I mean, here's a good jumping off point for me. When was the last time you saw this? Turner and Hooch. I saw this movie last over 10 years ago. Over 10 years ago? Yeah. Maybe 15. Wow. So that's a long time. Yeah. So these are quasi fresh eyes that you're coming at. Turner yeah. And Hooch like were. I really don't, I, I have like vague memories of it. Of course, I remember the end. I Do you rem- remember the end? Yeah. Okay. And I remember um, the beginning. And okay. some of the funny hijinks in the middle, but I don't really remember like the major dog man bits. Yeah, like, in the middle. Yeah, don't really remember like the actual like crimes that are involved. So or you any just of that don't stuff. remember the yeah. Yeah, I don't know who the bad guy is. So, but you remember the ending, but you don't know who the bad guy is. Well, I know the dog dies. Gotcha. Spoiler alert. Spoilers for Turner and Hooch. Which I have an interesting thing to share about that when we're ready. Okay. Go right ahead. I'm ready. Okay. So I just briefly went online again to the Googs Mm -hmm. and I looked up Turner and Hooch just to see if I could figure out anything about, you know, like interviewing or to hear about like Tom working with a dog or any of that stuff. Yeah. And actually what I came up with is that they shot two different endings to this movie. Mm -hmm. And in one ending, the dog lived. Of course. And in one ending, the dog died. Yeah, absolutely. And the writers actually preferred the ending where the dog died, but- as happens in Hollywood, they like tested these endings with audiences and both endings tested well with audiences, but they preferred like the emotional strength of the ending where the dog dies. They like preferred that response in the audience. And so this article was saying like the studio is kind of like, well, let the dog live. And the writers were like, nah, like we prefer that he dies. Cause we get like that. Like it's emotional. a stronger message. Yeah, exactly. It's the old yeller effect that, uh, Yes. I mean, who wants a dog to die at the end? Nobody. Nobody. If there's a dog in any movie, even if that dog is only in the movie for about 10 seconds, I care more about the dog than any of the people. There's a dog in Independence Day. Yeah, the dog, yeah. Vivica A. Fox is carrying a child through a burning tunnel. Yeah. And the whole time, all I could think about was where the golden retriever was. It was a German Shepherd, huh? Or was it a golden retriever? I think it was a Goldie. Oh, man, you're right. And that dog comes jumping out of the flames at the last minute into that tunnel. That's a German Shepherd. Is it? I think it was a German Shepherd. Well, thank God it made it. Because <laughs> I didn't care about Vivica A. Fox with the kid. I just wanted the dog to live. Well, I don't know if you want to say that into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I cared about them. <laughs> but I was more concerned where the dog was. I got you. I got you. Well, yeah, I mean... To this day, like my, if anyone ever asked me if I cried during a movie, the, I, I say, of course. And then the the most memorable one is um, Shadow, stuck in the mud, homeward bound, just oh, losing God. it, losing it. God. That old dog couldn't get out of the mud and he was just begging his friends to leave him there to die. And who wants the dog to die? Nobody. Nobody. And like Marley and me, you know, made half a billion dollars off of that shit. I didn't see that. I it's don't think I could handle it. It's just a long movie. It's it's like the Louis C.K. bit. Mm. It's um, 
mm-hmm. gives his daughters a dog and he goes, "Here, I'm going to break I'm going to break your heart in 12 years." <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah. going to be my fault that you're really sad in 12 years cuz I gave you this dog, yeah. you know. Oh. Anyways. Yeah. So what do you So remember? the dog dies. Do you want me to pontificate on who the bad guy is cuz I'm not 100% either. Yeah, because the only the only actors that I remember being in it are Tom Hanks and Mayor Mayor Winningham. But can I pontificate? Yeah, go. You're not going to be offended if I like no if I stick the landing here on on what the actual plot is. No, because you probably will anyway. I usually do. You do. Um, who is it? It's it's got to be Craig T. The coach. He's not going to be in there. For, do you think be Dobber's like, in this movie too? To be <laughs> Dobber. <laughs> Dobber's in the hooch con- like costume. <laughs> Cooch is actually an anthropomorphic dauber <laughs> from Coach. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I bet you didn't think I was going to make Craig that connection. That <laughs> What'd you say? I'm sorry, I stepped on that. I said I bet you didn't think I was going to make that connection. Dauber with dauber. Yeah. Craig T. Nelson. It has to be. It has to be. He's an evil. He's a tall. He's like the the secret bad guy in like twelve movies. Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Uh, the Devil's Advocate. I think he's the secret bad guy in that. Really? Edit point here, but I think it's the Devil's Advocate. I mean, I obviously put myself in a corner here. I'm going to edit out, but still. <laughs> he's the secret bad guy in... in um, forget what he was in. I just think he's like a secret bad guy. I think he's like on the force... Um, and he's questionable. He's questionable. Okay. Yeah. Is he a cop or is he someone that they question in the middle and he just turns out to be the bad guy? It's something like that. Yeah. But anyways, I think it's Craig T. Nelson. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember anyone else that's in it. Are there any other famous people in this? I have no idea. That we know are famous now. You recognize the woman's name. What is her name? Mare Winningham. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I'm trying to think of what else she's been in, actually. Like I've, li- I, I've literally never heard that name before, but yeah. I'm sure it's one of those 80s faces. You'll Yes, you will recognize her yeah. instantly. 80s face. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's the rough thing. Um, I I remember the dog was um, belonged to a guy that they questioned about a murder who ended up getting murdered. Yes. Tom Hanks as, he's a police officer, correct? He is. Tom Hanks as a police officer takes on the dog, uh, you know, unwillingly, kind of has nowhere else to go. Yeah. Sob story. Hilarity ensues as the dog kind of destroys his apartment Mm -hmm. and his very cushy, um, independent lifestyle that he has. Yeah. I think he he was the kind of guy who... who, uh, treasured his independence and not having something else that needed him and or heat that he needed exactly you know exactly but this thing just destroys his house yeah and mayor winningham is the vet she's a veterinarian oh, okay of course she's the vet yeah and she has a dog as well well who has to fuck that dog exactly <laughs> And does she, are those the puppies? That, those that, are the puppies. Those are the puppies at the end. Because mm-hmm. obviously when you kill a dog, 
You have the to bring nine more into the world. The only way to rebound from that <laughs> is to have a puppy on screen. <laughs> then everyone's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I didn't care. I was still sad that Hooch died and I was annoyed that no one else, you know, I I felt like they moved on too quickly. <laughs> After Hooch died? Yeah. <laughs> they moved on They quickly. did. <laughs> <laughs> No period of mourning. So in the ending, <laughs> that should be the ending credits in any movie that dies. Like as the credits scroll, it should just be everyone just like bummed around the house, forgetting the dog's not there. Like, like, oh. Yeah. They just leave a dish out for Hooch that he never Old Hooch. can return to. Yeah, they're all like, you know, you're sad because he's gone. I was still crying like heavily. Well, yeah, I mean, and then yeah. we like cut to Doesn't this like shot? joy. Yes, Doesn't he like, saves Tom Hanks's life. It takes a bullet, like for a man. Yeah, <laughs> and Tom Hanks is just like, oh, okay, cool. We have puppies now. Thanks, Hooch. Thanks, Hooch. Not okay. <laughs> Unreal. I still remember Hooch. <sighs> yeah, I mean Hooch. I mean, let's talk breed here. Um, yeah, he was like a mastiff. Was he a mastiff? That's what I think, because he was huge, big dog, and real he had slobbery, big head. Yeah, super I think you're slobbery. Right. I think it is a mastiff because there's a couple different kinds of mastiffs. Yeah, like bull mastiffs are usually like the really huge ones with like the big old heads. That's what I think. He's he like is. a like a he's even a smaller size for a mastiff, but still pretty big. Yeah, big dog, real slobbery. The drool. Uh, bit in this movie is something that I remember. There's a lot of Same. drool work. You just read my mind. Yeah. A lot of like, wasn't his like shoe full of drool? Yeah, there is so much like dog mouth liquid. It's a lot of foamy spit. Yeah. Um, drool jokes. Yeah, they resort this. to that gag a lot. It's yeah. like, and you can even see the sheen of it like on the car seats and stuff. Yeah, it's all over him. Like, whatever yeah. he touches, he pulls his hand back, and there's just drool all right. over it, which I think is pretty funny. It's amazing. And I'm ready to laugh. I think this is going to be a funny movie. Because you know what they did? They just basically made the odd couple, but oh they put a dog God. in it. <laughs> <laughs> so the dog is Walter Matthau? Yeah. That's so perfect. Yeah. This was a great movie. I remember seeing it as a kid and just loving. Like this was one that I watched a lot, but again, I haven't seen it in so long that I don't really remember it. I just knew I was like in love with that dog. It's a trope in movies, the whole two-hander where one of them is an animal thing. Mm-hmm. Like um even in the 80s there was um yeah. that movie Canine. So glad again that you're bringing this up cuz I thought that Canine came out after Hooch. But I think based on my research, it actually came out before. Interesting. I thought John Belushi was copying Hanks. But yeah. in Canine, the goddamn dog lives. But even like old Yeller, like there's there's movies where an animal holds up like a main character role, yeah. you know? Yeah. But this is the odd couple. You're right. It is like, um, can you believe this? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember Canine, there was like a little bit of that, but not a whole lot. Most of this movie is focusing on how much of a nightmare this dog was. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is so, he's so um, clean and he's so like straight as an arrow. Yes. And he, you're right. Like he doesn't Single let anything guy. close to him. Yep. And he actually begins to really enjoy this dog. Like it breaks him in almost to being prepared to then be with Mayor Winningham. 
Wow. You know? Yeah, it gets him to to uh um nurture and grow his codependency. Not in a bad way, just in a way where he can kind of let someone into his life. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Because like dogs, relationships can be messy. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm editing that line to the end of like <laughs> everything. <laughs> I'm full of those. That's unreal. <laughs> so, so Craig T. Nelson's the bad guy. Um, I mean, this is, again, all from memory. Yeah. I mean, when you said 10 to 15 years, I thought that was a crazy long time, but I don't think I'm very far off. I feel like I've seen it in the last 10 years, though. Okay. But it couldn't have been within the last five. So I think I've seen it between <laughs> six and 10 years. <laughs> okay. I've seen it once. Yeah. But... Um, that is, uh, the first part for episode 12. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to watch Turner and Hooch. will be back with all of our thoughts and notes yeah. on an American classic brought to us by an American classic. <laughs> episode 12, Turner and Hooch. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 12 of Hanks for Listening. My name is Casey. This is Rachel. We just watched Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Man. I, so Turner and Hooch, I'm going to let you get first stab at this first impressions. Go. Okay. First impression. I had some beers before this <laughs> and I worked all day. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. I had a big meal. And there was the danger that I would fall asleep. Yep. But I didn't fall asleep. Did not fall asleep. I was very stimulated the entire time. Engaged. Number two. <laughs> I bought this entire movie hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> regardless of the giant plot holes. Oh, huge. 80s plot holes. Huge plot holes. Sinkholes, if you will. Yeah, I meant to say plot holes. Sinkholes. But I bought it. I'm into it. I believe the whole thing. You know, it and my is only other observation is the same one I had at the beginning, which is that it was too soon to move on and not. Why is there no mention of Hooch at the end of this movie again? Well, we'll get to that, I guess. C yeah. Can we wait? Do you want to talk about that now? No, we can wait. We just watched the ending, so it's hard not to think about it. Yeah, but we can wait. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely get to it because I know what you mean. What are your impressions? Great movie. Right. Like, I, I think this is the first time I've sat down and watched it. I think I said like five to ten years. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's really, really good. It's really good. It's funny. This man, this whole movie. Yeah. Like, let me just say that one more time. His acting partner for 90% of this movie has four legs mm -hmm. and has a trainer off camera uh, yeah. to dictate all of its movement. Yeah. I didn't think about that once. I had Not to force myself to think about that. Yeah. Because they have chemistry. They have chemistry. They have like on-screen chemistry. You're right. And it just proves, if anything, it proves that Tom Hanks can literally work with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see it with Wilson in like Castaway. It's literally, he acts against these inanimate 
well, a dog's not inanimate, but he can act against a fucking volleyball uh, yeah. and make it dramatic and like awesome. But I got the same vibe when I watched Turner and Hooch. He's acting against mm-hmm. a dog that they're more worried about where the dog is looking than yeah. what, like, do you know how many times he had to do all this yeah. stuff? Yeah. And I think I even remember reading in like some of the stuff about this movie that like he put in extra hours because he did so many takes with this dog. It it had it, it must have been like excruciating at times. And this was one of the things that I wrote. I, this was one of the last notes I read. And I said, like, he's doing all this stuff with an actual dog. It's an actual dog. There's no animatronics. No. Like the wrestling scene where he eventually like washes Hooch because Hooch is covered in dirt and blood. Yeah. And the all bath this stuff. scene. Yeah. He's wrestling with this giant dog. Yeah, he's he's messing around with a with a with a mastiff. Mm-hmm. Does it makes it look funny and easy? Oh my god! It's just like as we talk about the movie, I'm I'm gonna reiterate that a bunch because it's like it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. This dog had more screen time than anyone else in this movie besides Tom Hanks, and well deserved. Like I kind of want to know what the dog is doing right now. If he's still living, I'm sure he's not. Babe, hate to break it to you. It's been a while. I know. It's been a long, long time. But this dog had human eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely found a dog with a very like um, it's a friendly face because I mean, even that breed can be kind of ugly. But he was kind of ugly, cute. Yeah, like he was. so ugly, he was cute, mm-hmm. but he did have like a very kind of flat human-like face, he you did. know, almost like a gorilla face. Yeah, I believed his performance very much. <sighs> the dog was great. He was great. It's just all these scenes where the dog did what they wanted it to do, like that couldn't have been first take, like on any of them. No, I doubt it. It's just incredible. Yeah. So really funny. I want to talk about the opener real quick. Let's talk about that. That kind of set up Tom Hanks as a character. Yeah. Because the clash between him and the dog is multifaceted. Mm-hmm. But the opener kind of set him up to be this obsessive compulsive yes. perfectionist. Yeah. Um, he's on the Nordic track. He's, he's on a Nordic He's track. clipping his nose hairs. Uh, he uses like half the container of floss to floss. Uh the the mirror scene where he's looking at the mirror. I wrote down the machinist. Have you ever seen that movie, The Machinist? No, but I've always wanted to. It it reminded me of that because he would like obsessively look at himself in the mirror yeah. and like brush his teeth a million times and like blah blah blah. There was a lot of gratuitous flossing. A lot of flossing. Yeah. But it really set him up. Like before a word was spoken, it was like this um cold opener like here's tom hanks he lives by himself he's out of his goddamn mind mm-hmm. to the point where when he lays down at the end to go to bed he's reading a book called 100 years of solitude yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's also a stickler at work like he's very by the book yeah but he, he does abandon that from time to time when it's to his advantage yeah and you don't get the impression that despite in the very beginning scenes, they establish him as being very, very well liked among the staff at the police station as well as in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so you get the sense like he's a very by the book, like isolated perfectionist. And yet he's not so alienated from people. It doesn't keep him from connecting with people around him. Yeah. Yeah. A bachelor about town. Yeah. You know, he was writing checks writing checks which gosh i only do for rent now yeah the 
they just showed him <laughs> writing checks and like he was very perfect about how you know papers were folded and you know this and that it's just it's just set up it sets up this house of cards for this dog to just like completely destroy destroy yeah so this is a town outside of sacramento yeah and here's something i think that i didn't remember that this is a small town small town cuz even at one point later in the movie they have to do like a citizen's arrest of someone in a car to seize their car to use in a car chase and they know the name of the guy whose car yeah ricky yeah that they take yeah and i was like oh god this is a really small town super small they took ernie's car yeah Ernie. ernie not ricky they took ernie's car and they know ernie and they know ernie's whole family situation yeah i'd forgotten that this was like a small town story yeah but it is it totally is yeah, it's a, it's a town outside of Sacramento. Tom Hanks's character has this looming promotion where he's about to leave. He's mm-hmm. about to go to Sacramento to take this job because he wants to get out of this small town. Mm-hmm. And this murder happens. Um, this guy who he already knows, that's another thing I kind of forgot. Me too. Is that he already knew the dog. Yeah. When we come, When we meet Hooch, they've met and they have this like rocky history. Yep. Because Hooch's original owner would call the police a lot. And Tom Hanks would be the one to go over there and listen to what he has to say. Because it's a small town. They have nothing else to do. Exactly. And the old guy, through this conversation that they have, you sort of learn that this old man sort of has this attachment to Turner. Because he's like the one person who kind of like treats him with a degree of humanity. Listens to him. Yeah. By virtue of doing his job Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. he kind of sparks, you know a little warmth out of this old man that kind of just lives on the dock with his yeah. dog. Yeah. So. And there's like a couple fishy things going on at the dock. There's like the old man thinks that he sees some weird dealings going on at the seafood plant across yeah. the, across the water. Yeah. So that happens. And then someone, there's an all points bulletin put out for the cop car because someone found $8,000 on a beach. Mm hmm. That starts it. That was the first clue. Eight eight grand washed up on a beach. Yeah. And that was like a strong emergency response. Yeah. Because again, to prove how little happens in this town. Right. Like $8,000 on a beach. Yeah. Woo. Light them up. And they go chasing after this $8,000 in a baggie. Yeah. Turns out someone from the operation has been stealing money. Yeah. Turns out. They kill that guy. The old mm-hmm. man and the dog sees it happen. They flip out. They kill the old man. The dog witnesses it. Now, Turner, Tom Hanks's character, uh, thinks that the dog has value because he's a quote-unquote witness to the murder. Yeah. So he keeps the dog because the, the dog catchers, the dog catchers that arrived to take this dog away were hilarious. Yeah. I, I want to see if I like wrote down... They don't do their job. They don't catch the dog at all. They let the dog go. One of them falls in the water and the other one runs away. Ugh. There's no catching. This is on. the line I wrote down that the female um, dog catcher said. She mm-hmm. goes, this dog's nuts. We got to shoot him. <laughs> it's what like a animal professional said after like struggling with a dog for two minutes. Right. And then she ran away. She straight up ran away. Like the guy, yeah, the dog like knocks one of them in the water and she just flips out. That's not what, that that's not that job. Oh my God, it was. That's not that job. So funny. So anyway, turn by circumstance, of course, Turner has to take the dog. Yeah. The dog systematically 
destroys everything he owns. Destroys. They learn to love each other through circumstance. The dog ends up spotting the guy who killed his original owner. Through circumstance, they kind of figure out that that, mm. that place uh, was uh, exporting dollars out of the U.S. Uh, for drug cartels. Uh, and uh, the guys in on it were uh, the owner of the plant and Tom Hanks's boss, which is the big reveal at the end. Um, what's his face? Craig, Craig T. T. Nelson. Nelson is like the guy in charge of the whole thing and really kind of tries to uh, cover it up at the end and, you know, is eventually killed by Tom Hanks. Yeah, by which, a- kind of by accident. Oh, but in Tom Hanks shoots and kills. Uh, no, he shoots one man in the leg and then blasts Craig T. Nelson yeah. by circumstance in the chest. You just explained something to me, though, because I didn't understand where they were laundering the money from. Well, at the very end, Craig T. Nelson was was kind of saying it like, yeah, I mean, we got in this situation like uh, we just export this money and then I get one percent. And, you know, by the time I found out people were dying and stuff, it was too late. You believe me, don't you? Like he was she was trying to like present his case of how he got wrapped up into it. But okay, Yeah, Craig T. So anyway, that's the rough, that's the rough plot, yeah. you know, it's yeah. a typical, you know, we hate each other. We learn to get along. Oh, I mean, I'm missing like the big thing at the end. Hooch is shot. Shot. In the chest protecting Tom Hanks, who's about to get sh- like shot in the back by one of these guys. And we see the like hole. Yeah, they show a dog's chest, a close up of a dog's yeah. chest getting penetrated by a bullet yeah. in like crude 80s. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he like, woo! He like lands in a heap on yeah, the ground. Yeah, lands in a heap. It's really the dog's amazing. If the dog was really, the stuff that they were able to get on film of the dog doing is pretty incredible. And he like sees this other drama unfolding with <laughs> Tom Hanks and Craig D. Nelson, and he like army crawls in his like weakened, like bulleted state. Like, yeah. To save Tom Hanks again. Yeah, bites he Craig him T, twice. distracts him enough so Tom Hanks can come in and finish him off. This I mean, dog. just like a, yeah. It's a goddamn hero. Just a goddamn hero. But then at the end, you know, it smash cuts to down the road. Uh, he, uh, Tom Hanks is now um, uh, married to the, the vet character mm-hmm. that was, uh, we'll get back to her in a second. Mare. Yeah, we'll get back to Mare. Uh, she's pregnant, you know, some time has passed and they have a puppy that kind of looks like Hooch. Yeah. And that's it. And apparently just life goes on. And then life goes on. A dog takes a couple bullets for you and you just move on. But let's take, let's think timeline here. How old do you think that dog was? Like if that's a similar breed, maybe eight to 10 weeks or maybe three or four months. Oh, that little imposter puppy at the end? Imposter pup. <laughs> Hooch replacement? Yeah, like how old do you think he is? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't those, have to be exact. Those it's less dogs than are a year. so big. Yeah, less, less than, than a year. year. Okay. Easily less than so a year. So we'll say nine months. Yeah, she's like she's like eight-ish months pregnant. She is? Maybe, yeah, because she kind of had a belly. Yeah. So say like she's seven, eight months. Yeah, but they're also married. Like they, True. We've so skipped over maybe two years of a courtship until the point where they get married. That's not possible because Hooch would have to have impregnated the Collie. And no, Collies are not those, pregnant for two years. But none of those dogs were Hooches. That's another thing I realized. Like Those were purebred Collie puppies. And then this is just a random dog. 
Oh, I don't know. I think he got a puppy that kind of looked like Hooch. Oh, see, I took Unless it- they're implying that when two different dogs have sex, that they have two different kinds of That's puppies. That's the way I took it, that, that Hooch impregnated that other collie that she owned, right? So then they yeah. have collie puppies and they have one Hooch. Yeah, I don't. Th- I I didn't get that. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> That's what I think it is. But that means, so now they're married and pregnant, like so they got married instantly. Yeah, I think they did. I don't know. I, I don't think, think Hooch. It. I think Hooch pulled out. I don't think any of those are his kids. <laughs> Hooch came from like a like a dockyard. I don't know that he. Is is that Hey, life on the docks, you gotta learn to pull out and run, you know? You can't have you can't be tied down. I don't know if he pulled out. <laughs> I think those puppies were his. I think they I were his. I, I can't agree to the science of that. Because uh, where else did the little collie puppies come from then? I think she breed I think she breeds collies. I don't know. You She's find a that, vet. But you find that more likely than <laughs> than a dog having two different kinds of dogs. Yeah, well, it's movie land. I think in movie land, that made total sense to them. I don't know. I um, don't know. They didn't write it in, so maybe they kind of leave it up to us to interpret. Okay. <laughs> I took it as they have puppies. Because also, like, dog gestate, how long does it take a dog to, you know, come I think the to same, full term? I think the same amount of time as a as a person. Really? I think so, like somewhere in that vicinity. It's always a little different, isn't it? You would think, but I'm pretty sure it's around the same amount of time. I mean, elephants are pregnant for like two years. Yeah, it's true, but this is these are dogs, so I don't I know. know. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. Like, it's different. Yeah, it I don't know. can't all base it on a nine-month period. But I do think it's similar. Like, I think it's similar. Either way. That's Six an interesting months, theory. As soon as I saw that they were two different kinds of dogs, I was like, oh, this is just a dog that he got. See, I that from looks the, like Hooch. From the beginning when I watched it until now, I've always thought that the Collie and Hooch had puppies and they have the puppies of the Collie. Wow. Yeah. They're really discounting a lot of science. Totally, but <laughs> again, it's movie land. All right. We got to figure I'm this out. I'm not giving them that much credit that they I thought know what that they much think about it. was going on. <laughs> so, you thought they moved on quickly. I thought I thought years had passed. Oh, see, I thought like I, I thought, thought they had courted for two years. You know, they moved in together. They got married. Now she's mm. pregnant. Now he gets a dog. See, I think it's like instant. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so he got that lady pregnant the first time they hooked up. I think that's kind of what. Yeah, it's kind of what's happening. It was now. the '80s. I mean, like. Well, the puppies were big. The puppies were bigger, and she was still pregnant. So I think the puppies could have been born, and she still... It's all possible, but it's... I I think it happened real quick. (laughs) I think they had to resolve that movie in a happy way, and that shit happened real quick. Ugh. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's really inconsequential, but it's just funny how we look at the ending so differently. I know. Because I think, I th- I really think, if anything, he waited. I'm just, I'm, I'm just imagining how long they dated or if the trauma of their relationship and how Hooch died, that like they got married instantly and they just started a family to replace the void that Hooch left, you know? That's kind of what I think You know, happened. when Hooch left? <laughs> but, I mean, even in, in real life when 
when pets die, I would imagine people replace dogs pretty quickly, right? That is a thing. Well, I think it depends. Like some people don't get pets for a while. Like if they have a pet that they really love that dies. And some people go out and get a pet But he also only had Hooch for like a month. Well, okay, yes. And here's the whole, this is when all like the little kind of holes come into Mm -hmm. the whole thing. I don't really know how long he has Hooch. That's a good point too. Before he gets so attached. They don't really attach a timeline to this. Right. There's a lot of montages too, so like, who knows? Exactly. He could have been with Hooch for a year. We don't know. And it's California. It's not like they have like a season change. Exactly. We don't yeah. know. That would have been useful. A time montage would have been useful. Like a snow scene. Yeah. He just walks with Hooch like from <laughs> summer through the fall into winter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. I want to. I wrote down these lines that the uh, the sheriff's department said when they came up oh, and they yeah. were trying to steal the investigation. It always happens, he's and they like, never appear again. He's like collecting evidence. Yeah, exactly. They 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 didn't introduce those guys like they were going to be back. They never came back. Yeah. He's like collecting evidence and stuff, and the cops like, "What are you doing that for? What are you What are you bagging up evidence? <laughs> That's going to take forever." Like he's just like saying all the wrong things. And then Tom Hanks is like, yeah, I mean, you collect all the evidence and then like you look at all of it and you, you know, try and crack the, crack the case. And then the, one of the cops goes, you read that in a book? <laughs> in like this insulting tone, you read that in a book? Because <laughs> reading is not This It not was good. unreal. But to speak to that point, that evidence appears twice. So at the beginning, Tom Hanks is collecting all this that evidence, and you think like, "Oh, that's really gonna like pan out. Something about that's gonna pan out because they're giving mm. him a hard time." Didn't he leave the knife in his back? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone took the knife out. And then also later, Craig T. Nelson brings the evidence box over and is like, "I can't pay for all this because if I pay for all this evidence to be processed, like I'm gonna have to lay one of you guys off." Yeah, because he, he was trying to put, like, passive roadblocks to the investigation, I feel. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But that evidence, like, doesn't really... That's not what solves the case. Hooch solves the case. Because he sees yeah. the bad guy at a wedding. Yeah. Which just happens to be taking place across the street from the police station. Yep. And he starts barking. <laughs> oh, and he's a-barking. <laughs> and that's when the police chase starts with the Ernie's car. Yeah. And they believe him right away. Mm-hmm. They're like, whoever that was did it. This insane dog that I can't leave alone for two minutes. Yeah. Just fingered a murderer and I'm 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 in. Yeah. Full steam. Exactly. It's a little crazy. A couple things about this. It's PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shooting and stabbing going on, not a drop of blood. The only blood in this movie is dog blood. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's very strange. No there's a, there's town. a part where he throws a knife. The bad guy throws a knife at the guy that they kill. Yeah. And he pulls it out of his leg and they show the blade. It's completely clean. Huh. It's very strange. It's 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 very strange. They made it safe for the kids. A lot kids. of like throat cutting. Like they cut they cut a man's throat yeah. off camera. Like they they show like the blade go up and then you hear like a f- yeah. It's like what the hell? this is this is dark. Yeah. There were dark elements to it. Very dark. Yeah. Was a lot of murder. Um Mayor Winningham is the aggressor in this relationship. Yeah, let's talk about Mayor. Yeah. I got thoughts on their chemistry. Yeah. Or I wrote <laughs> this down. Negative chemistry. 
Yeah, that whole scene in the kitchen freaked me out a little bit. Her face does not match any any kind of um a face? Feelings of wanting. Like she looked like she was going to f- fucking puke the whole time. <laughs> she didn't seem into it, not for like a second. No, and it was weird because like their scene in the kitchen almost felt like antagon like they were being antagonistic towards one another. No, it was her face. Yeah. And he was so over the top into her, and I felt like his performance was trying to like make up for her because she was just like, "My face looks like this." And, yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't like her. <laughs> I didn't like her with Tommy. I think if we're gonna rank the ladies that Tommy has been oh, with, boy. she's at the bottom of the list. She is number twelve. Oh wow! Mayor, who's her face? Woo, Winningham. Winningham. Losing no, I just him. didn't think they had any chemistry. I just thought when they shared a space, you know, even at the times when Hooch was dying, she was just kind of there. And it was just like, who are you? Yeah. But that that's like could be said for a lot of the characters in this movie. And that was one of the things I noticed is there's very little like, um, there's very little uh, development of the peripheral characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, which kind of makes sense. Like if you're spending a lot of your shooting time with a dog, you're probably not going to have a lot of time to spend on developing like backstories for the other characters, but. Oh, you mean when the second build person is a dog? Yeah. Okay. But like, I can't think of his name, but he's in Die Hard and then he was in Family Matters. Yeah. I can't remember his name either. He plays a cop in like every movie. Yeah. So he was in it and he does not reappear. He doesn't reappear after, after, after. (laughs) So he ends up getting some evidence for Tom Hanks, Mm -hmm. like about three quarters of the way through the movie. Or he goes and he, he goes with him. He's the, Tom Hanks is pretending to be a health inspector in the seafood company to try to find like a clue. Yep. And he kind of goes with him. Yep. Into the seafood factory and they both get kicked out and he says, what else can I do to help you to Turner? And Turner says, don't do anything because if like you keep going with me on this investigation, like you'll never work as a cop again. Yeah, you'll get fired. But you would think that like we'd see him again at the end or something. Yeah, show up and help out. Never see him again. Well, yeah, because they don't want to take away from... It's really about Tom and the dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe... Yeah, they wanted to marginalize that relationship so that Hooch is the one to save Tom. Mm-hmm make the female love interest as bland and unassuming as possible to not take away from the relationship between Tom and the dog, you know? Because if their chemistry was popping off, I think people would be like, he should get rid of that dog and stay with that nice lady or or something like that. Or whether that's a direct message or not, but I think it was about Tom the dog and everyone else was, you know, marginalized or kind of just turned down a smidge. Yeah. Which again, I have no problem with. I bought the entire movie and was very entertained. You bought it. But again, and we don't really know that much about the villains, except that they're villains. We don't really know that much about her necessarily. Yeah, even that. Yeah, even that. It's very it's very cut and simple, like, yeah. oh, they're exporting cash. Yeah. No details. But again, the relationship between him and the dog is so, like, 
interesting and funny and sweet that like that's not that's really like the focus of the of for me of the whole thing is just watching the two of them yeah because it's tom hanks yelling at a dog that reacts doesn't react to him it just kind of sits there and looks around yep eat the buns was pretty funny yeah when the dog is new and he keeps the dog outside and he feeds him hamburgers so it cuts the dog and like it's just the buns and Tom does a lot of screaming in this. He oh screams my God, a lot. It's so funny. It's yeah. just It's a lot of Tom yelling. Screaming. Oh, uh, what'd you think of his tidy blackies? They I noticed them. <laughs> oh, did you? I did. Oh, you noticed the uh the the tight like <laughs> box like they're not boxer brief. They're just briefs. Yeah. Black skin tight yeah. underwear that he wore in multiple scenes. It's shocking. As a woman, whenever you see a guy in those types of underwear as an adult, <laughs> and so Tom Hanks is really like no exception. Though I I think like in the 80s that that was more popular. Like they did some high thigh trimming to, so that his pubes weren't out. Like that's how small like the, this yeah, underwear was. They were like, they were almost like, um, they were like, they were like hip cut. They were like up high. Like. He turned around, his butt cheeks were coming out of the bottom. Yeah, his butt cheeks were. Yeah, like... Were, yeah. They were, I just like tidy blackies, because it was just <laughs> like, they're black. Like, if they were white, it would just be, <laughs> it'd be too real. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to be, they got to be black. Yeah. Didn't so everyone it. talks to this dog like a person. That's true, too. Okay, so, I mean, that's, it's an element that I wrote down here, because... There's a level of personification that they're trying to do with the dog. They're trying to attach some some like um, human-like characteristics yeah. to it. Yeah. Again, because it's acting against Tom Hanks. Yep. But that kind of bothered me. Is that they just he just straight up said cover the back, and the dog ran around and covered the back. It's like they that dog wouldn't know what you were talking about. He even went through like the roof. It wasn't even like he just went to the back door and waited. He like infiltrated that place. Yeah, he found a way in. Like. Navy SEAL Team Six, and then made his way down. So that's some training. Ceiling. Life on the docks ain't easy. In uh, what was this name of this town? Like Monterey? Is it was it Monterey? I don't know. It was like a, it was similar. It was some crazy name. Like a gorgeous little town. Oh, it was lovely. Where people are laundering money. You know, money launder town. But yeah, all in all, though, I don't know. I found it really entertaining. I was laughing a lot. No, it was good. I thought I it was good. I was alert good. throughout I mean, the entire thing. We haven't talked about it a bunch, but 80, 75 to 80% of this movie is just Tom Hanks reacting to a dog yes. destroying his shit. Yeah. That's the whole movie. It's what, <laughs> it's kind of what you're there for. And then the plot kind of serves as like a, a reason for them to, to go around so that the dog can just fuck up more shit. That's true. But like... The plot is, um, it's almost the perfect level of stakes. I mean, it could have been lower. There were a lot of people getting stabbed and shot <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. I don't know if it necessarily needed all that, but um, I was still as freaked out and as like shocked I was like, oh wow, they just like cut that man's throat. I was laughing at like the dog drool being all over the place and like. Yeah. 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 And I remember that line specifically, and I think it must have been a part of the trailer where he's talking about the dog. They're on the stakeout, and the dog is just drooling. The stakeout scene, I'm wondering how that was shot, because I feel like Tom 
improvise a lot of that because it seems like it's cut together, right? Yeah. It's like little blips of conversation that they cut. And that goes along with my talking to some talking to the dog like a human thing. They yeah. were there's a stakeout scene where it's th- th- to implicate a, a long passing of time. They just cut to different stages of the night where Tom Hanks is either like insane or quiet, or the dog's doing something, or Tom's doing something, right. and it just shows like you know they've been there all night. And he's he's like telling the dog <laughs> about TV shows. He's um, he's reminiscing about this and that. Like this is a dog who like. Yeah. It's just a dog. Not that people don't do that. I think a lot of people talk to their pets. Yes, I I do. I do. But I do have a feeling that they kind of sat the dog next to Tom and just said, you know, go crazy. And they just kind of kept the camera rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something like the improvisational stuff is not something that we see that much. I don't feel like in later movies that Tom Hanks does because they're more scripted. So this was kind of funny. I wonder what kind of freedom he has. I mean, how how, how do you not let tom go you know have a pass at something i guess it depends on the story and yeah it's level of authenticity but all in all like i don't know i don't know if the story could have been because it reminds me again of like the script writers or the producers of this film deciding whether the dog lives or dies at the end yeah and first of all i like handled it okay this time when Mm -hmm. i saw this as a kid it was like game over i just cried for hours i wasn't okay i mean it it was kind of hitting me in a way that i didn't remember i thought the dog died a lot quicker it was the dog took all kind of too long to die for me i was like okay this dog just needs to die because it's just suffering and they're making eye contact the whole time yeah a lot of eye contact but I feel like the dog could have lived and it would have been just as good. Yeah. So, and it was weird because as I was watching and I kept thinking to myself, like, maybe it'll end different, even though I know yeah. that Hooch dies. Yeah. And I've seen this movie and I know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where... I mean, does this make it like a Jesus story? Like, did Hooch die for our sins? <laughs> Should we be uh. speaking of Hooch? Is it Hooch with a capital H, if you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, is it supposed to be like that? Is it supposed to symbolize, like, a sacrifice? Like a, um, you know, the end of a road? Because you're kind of right. There, It didn't serve any purpose to make the dog die at the end. Like, no. it didn't further the plot any. Yeah. Or it wasn't like tragically depressed all the time to the point where it just wanted to help Hank solve the murder. And if it died, that's fine. Right. It seemed to be very happy with Tom Hanks. And like they would be kind of set up to have like this friendship together. Because listen, they could have cut to black. We don't know if he lives or dies, right? Oh, that's even. Cut to black. Cut to black. Like lights up. Tom Hanks is the head of the police station now because Craig T. Nelson's booted out. Yeah. Because like he fucked up. Yeah. And then he gets a call. You better come home because blah, blah, blah. And like he has to go home because Hooch and the Collie have had puppies and the puppies are all out of control. Yeah. And him and Mary live happily ever after. And Hooch maybe has like a limp because he got shot in the chest. <laughs> and like that's that's the end. And then just roll over Beethoven starts and then the movie's over. Yeah. Could end it that way. You could have. But they didn't do it. They could have. They, they had to kill him. the dog. It's not what happens in K-9. 
it's like a <laughs> it's it's like a man's best friend like story on steroids like this guy got murdered and like the dog helped solve the case yeah you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like a it's a commercial for getting dogs it is. I also hope make if I it ever get a dog, it does that if someone murders me. God, it's all you could really ask for. <laughs> What's the point? What is the point? No one shot the dog for a really long time. Like they show up when um yeah. they show up when Amos gets killed and tom hanks kind of rushes over there and there's two cops there that have been like torn their all their clothes have been torn off because they wrestled the dog into the house yeah newsflash those cops would have shot that dog they would have shot that dog they would have loved shooting at that yeah. dog i'm i'm i don't think they would have loved doing it but i think at a certain point if there's a dog they either trank it or something, but like the guy was bleeding. That guy was bleeding. His hand was wrapped up and it was covered in blood. Well, just in the in the scene where the dog and Tom Hanks are on screen for the first time, it 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 has Tom Hanks' throat in his mouth. Yeah, it's like this would never this this dog would be put away. Yeah, but the eighties, I guess, were a different time. Yeah, definitely. I know that like it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. So one more thing about Mare and that whole side of the uh the star <laughs> the uh the story sex cured his ocd and it like made him like a like less of a stickler so really the message of like why he is the way he was well he kind of mentions this too when they when him and the vet first started to hang out he kind of gives this line like oh you know you're just going to think I'm neurotic in two years and run away, implying like that that is what happened. That's what's right, happened. Right. Like to him I'm a before. selfish whatever and you're going to leave. Because OCD, it seems like a selfish thing. Like it's just like a, it can drive people crazy, especially mm-hmm. whoever you're with. So he, he makes it seem like, oh, I have this history of this and you're just going to run away. So he's had sex before. Yes. You know, he's it's not like he's had never had sex before. So I don't know if this bout of OCD, this perfectionism is like as a result. Of, I, I know it couldn't because he said that he has been when in relationships. I, yeah. I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, he has sex with Mayor Win- is, it, is it Winningham? Winningham. She has the worst name ever. Mayor Winningham. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like gone. He's like cracking eggs and throwing the shells all over the place. And then like he's uh, he's not, you know, following rules at work anymore. Yeah. Like he kind of throws caution in the wind because he gets laid this one time. And I don't know if that's like a new or if he's just in love with Mayor Winningham so much. Well, I'm wondering if it's part of it's Hooch, though, because Hooch has been around now for a little bit. And. Um, Hooch has is very messy. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. And he's starting to get used to having this mess in his house. Yeah. And and then as it like, you know, dogs are messy, relationships are messy. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of breaking him slowly and then to this like level of vulnerability that he's kind of he's kind of decided for other people and other things that they can't handle it when like no one else has made that decision. He's sort of decided for them. Yeah. And so then by the time Mare comes along and they finally have sex, he's like done. He doesn't have this compulsion anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. 
But I get the impression he had always been that way in previous relationships, etc. Yeah. I did too. Yeah, because like by the end, he was like getting confessions from like the bad guy via like Hooch biting him in the throat. Like mm-hmm. he, re- he was really like bad cop at the end. He was, yeah. He was like bad lieutenant. He even like went to like he shot he he shot near that guy's leg in order to get him to tell him where the where the one guy was. Yeah, he, he's really he went full badass at the end. He did. So he does kind of have this little. Yeah, and Tom Hanks shoots people at the end. Is this the first time in our movies that he has shot someone on screen? Is this the first time he's played a cop? Yeah. No, no, no. Dragnet. He shot people in Dragnet. Did he shoot people in that? He must have. He shot at people. Yeah, he must have. He, he must, must have. have. <laughs> it's still it's still jarring to see because he kind of it was kind of like third person over his shoulder. You just see Tom Hanks running, and then over his shoulder you see him shoot a man. It's just like oh. And it's just I think in this one I took it more seriously because in Dragnet he's like a caricature of a cop, and in this movie he seemed like a real cop. Yeah, there's some cop stuff going it's on. It's not as cartoony as Dragnet was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anything else? You'd recommend it? Yeah, I think definitely. Million times over. Go into it. Get into it. But this is episode 12. Yep. Of Hanks for Listening. My name is Casey. I'm Rachel. Thanks for listening. Okay.